That just tires me looking at it. <laughs> wow, what, a, what an amazing time we had. I have to confess my own sin relating to the ladies' conference. There are pictures of like Pete at the sink washing and uh, you know, everybody has their function. So I had recruited different guys. I said, hey, I'm gonna be at the whole conference and I just wanna serve, lay my life down and I'm asking you to do the same and a number of guys were there and there were so many of them that I got caught and I channeled my inner 42-year-old woman and uh, I, was in, I just stayed in the whole conference. Gosh, did I look amazing in my San Francisco Giants jersey on Friday night. I was telling everyone hello, and, uh, and I just got caught in the worship, and then I looked back, and my guys were doing good. Oh, incidentally, people keep asking, did we cater any of that? We did not. The only catering we did was the food trucks outside. Those people are specialists. <laughs> my, are they specialists. Anyway, uh, so Julia Holly uh, prepared all the soups and then the guys cooked them and they were making the bruschetta. Oh, do you ever have foods that you just have no off button for? <laughs> taco salad's that way. You start eating taco salad, you just keep going. Your stomach says, you know, you're probably full. No, I'm not. And you keep going. Well, that, they had a bruschetta that I think Emily and, uh, and, uh, and Melanie... Uh, Kenny uh, came up with, and it was a bruschetta with toasted bread, like cream cheese, and then on top of it, ricotta cheese, ricotta cheese, and then on top of that was this sweet uh, butternut squash and balsamic vinegar drizzled. Man, those guys, men that serve like that, you're considered to be very, very sexy. Keep it up. Yes, Robert Souza. Finally, you've achieved it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're hungry now, huh? So anyway, uh, you know, I wanted to taste it, right? And one led to two, which led to three, which led to four. And I can only recall one or more after that. After five, I could have been in a diabetic coma still eating. God did some amazing things. There was 303 ladies here. And uh, I really believe that when you get God's people in a good place as connecting to a good theme, good things come of it. And so we really had a great time with Jerusha. I've known Jerusha all of her life. She has not known me all my life. I knew her mom and dad when they were single. And Jerusha is an amazing woman of God. Uh, she went, I believe she's got her master's in Greek from uh, Multnomah School of the Bible. So she's, uh, she's a theologue. And uh, is, it, is that correct? What's that? Oh, associates or bachelors? Okay, she took one class there at one time. <laughs> I thought she had her master's degree. Anyway, I'm making this up as I go. And... Uh, I'm off the script. Anyway, Drusha is quite, uh, quite a, a good uh, Bible student, and, uh, and specifically in the area of, of Greek. But what a, what a connector. Uh, as she spoke, it was just compelling. And uh, so I sat in the back to be in, inobtrusive. 
And uh, so I didn't shout or do any things. I was just glad to be not kicked out of the meeting because I'm a guy and, uh, and loved it. It was just awesome. And when they talked about what girls go through, sometimes the uh, rejection that, that, that lady ministers have, uh, you know, I, 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 I cried. I just thought, oh, Lord, help me never to be someone who throws stones at your people, whether male or female, that are doing the work of the ministry. How many of you know that in the culture war we're in, we need everybody on the front lines loading their rifles and firing away? All you guys that were, that were actually working, John, that's you and others, you guys were amazing. And... Uh, I think next year what we're going to do, we're going to have guys that are going to have t-shirts. And one will say married and the other will say single. And uh, so we had 303 ladies. Or we're doing it. There you go. John's, you're matching your shirt right now. Or you can wear a t-shirt that says complicated. And uh, which will make you much more attractive because... All the girls with the mercy spirit, they want to figure you out. You know, I can help you. <laughs> oh, my. You can tell when the content's lacking, the humor goes up. Anyway, I, I do have something to say. We've been dealing with, with relationships. And incidentally, we not only relate to people, but we have a relationship with God. How many of you know that some of the proper kindness that we should show to people, we can start with showing that kind of kindness to God. Do you ever just think about God's feelings? I do. I think about God's feelings because people can really be dumb towards God. Want everything from God, want to give nothing back to God, and are mad when they haven't even honored him at all when bad things happen. Sometimes I think, God, I just want to be a good friend and be thoughtful in my relationship to you like I desire to be thoughtful with my relationship with my wife and my friends and other people in my life. We have relationships. And this series is called Some Assembly is Required because it's kind of like getting uh, furniture from Ikea. It all comes in a compact box, but it's going to be somewhat complicated to put together right, and you're going to have to follow the instructions. God gives us a lot of teaching about having a right relationship with him and with each other. This morning, we're going to talk to you about the tool of gratitude. Many people are tempted, especially in our want it easy, want it cheap, and don't want to pay for uh, attitude, Many people feel that way about their relationships. I, I want to get into a relationship. I want it to be all about me. I want to be served. I want, it, I want uh, my friend or uh, the, the, the girl that I date and or marry uh, to just uh, wait on me hand and fist. Well, what about hand and fist? You could... I learned that from my sisters. That's the, the wives they became. You know. They waited on their husband's hands and fists. Their husband would demand his rights and they'd give him the lefts too. Okay. And uh, hand and foot. I want my, my wife to wait on me hand and foot. Well, what about reciprocity? 
We live in a world where people want everything with no cost in return. The Bible teaches that if you're going to have friends, you have to show yourself friendly, that, that we need to sow what we want to reap. And what we are actually planting or sowing is what we're going to reap. And so this understanding that so many people do not want any relationship which could be very, very meaningful long term if you work at it right up front. Friendships, small groups. We tell people in counseling, the best way to marry someone is, first of all, don't act interested at all. Be sly. Check them out. If you want to know what kind of a wife a girl is going to be, don't be waiting until she's mooning up in your face. Oh, so you're single. I know that's offensive. It sounds misogynistic. Or a dude. Hey, when someone is overt in their desire, they're also putting a show on with it. So if you really want to know what you're going to buy, then if you're a guy, you watch that sweet little sister, how she relates to the other women. If she's just mad all the time. Baby, you might not even clear the honeymoon before that thing manifests. You know, one of the things that I really didn't like about our honeymoon was getting booed at the honeymoon. You know what I mean? That just, that was a funny, bad joke. I got booed on my honeymoon. My wife just said, you gotta be kidding. Anyway, no, I'm just teasing. But some people have told me that on their honeymoon, they, they wake up with a changeling. Sweet, nice. And all of a sudden, you know, they step on a landmine and <laughs> Now, read my lips. I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about men and women. I'm talking about there are men that are going to look really good when they're trying to like, shine those beautiful pearlies in front of you to get you to marry them. But when you're married, then they can't hide them lying eyes. They can't hide who they really are. You come to joy, we're not going to talk about fantasy land, malarkey. We're going to talk about stuff that relates to people on the planet. And on the planet, a lot of what happens in our life is not about whether you're a good Christian, bad Christian. You go to heaven when, you're a good, when, you, when you love Jesus. You don't love Jesus, you don't get to go to heaven. But a lot of heaven on earth is based on how you treat God and how you treat others. And so you need to be able to know this is free counsel for anybody that's thinking of a relationship that leads to marriage. The best thing to do is don't just be, you know, going from girl to girl, would you marry me, marry me, would you marry me, would you marry me, would you, marry me? Would you, marry me? Would you, marry me? you know, and then figure the ones that say no have brain damage and keep going. That's not the best way to do it. Best way is to watch and see who's the Rebecca. Who's wanting to not only take care of your camel, but says, I want to water all your camels. 
Because the Rebecca that does that not knowing who this stranger was is the one that Eliezer said, my master Isaac's looking for a, a, a wife and your nature and spirit is kind of what we're looking for. Just saying. Because a hottie can turn into a naughty in a, in a hurry. Huh? And that good looking hunk is a nice looking Philistine. And you need, to, you need to be sly and cool and don't show your hand till you actually know what you might be buying if you bought into it. And if you're really nutty, you'll think you can change somebody. Okay? Books are written about people like you. You're called codependent, and it's a form of mental illness. What, 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 you, what you buy is what you get. And so that's why you have to, you have to be careful to A, work your own field. Kim was working her field. She was in the Bay Area, San Jose, and in Oakland. And I was up north in Portland. And we were both working on our own farm, our own garden, in our thinking. So when we came together and God brought us together, it wasn't two half people. Two half people joined together creates a quarter of a person. Because two whole people together makes one whole complete person. So you think, well, if, I, if, if I'm like halfway there and she's halfway there, we're going to make a whole. No, you're not. You're going to make a quarter. So you've got to have healthy people who are doing the work on relationship. Watch this all the time. Okay, I'm married. But I don't ever spend one day thinking I've got her. No, I don't. I have an opportunity to flirt and to love and to care and be grateful to my doll, my wife. I'm still courting her. Well, we've heard her talk. She loves you. You have her. No, I don't. The people that blow it are the ones that take each other for granted. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take it for granted that I get to pastor you guys. I'm not going to take it for granted that this church is filled with servants just like all those guys that labored and, and the interns that were just laboring. Wiley was working like his hair was on fire. The girls were just, our intern girls were serving. I don't want to take them for granted. Yeah, well, that's just, you know, that's what people do. Yeah, it's what people do. It's what servant people do. And people that get ministered to by servants need to be the first one to say thank you. Because gratefulness is a spirit. Proverbs 11:27 says if you search for good you will find favor but if you search for evil it will find you. Huh? I think every day that we live in our community whether you're a student it's other students in your class it's your your wife your your mate your children do you understand what what it means to fry somebody down? That every day you're just, just chipping on somebody and you're frying them down and you're just loading them up with negativity. I didn't want my babies growing up feeling like they couldn't do anything to make dad happy. That's why we made the bar low. First thing is just don't knock your Cheerios off your high chair. Hello? Some people, I didn't want Natalie writing sermons in her high chair. I just wanted her to be nice and not have a bad attitude. And so we could compliment them. Good job, honey. Natalie was one of those, you know, I can do it myself. And she did. 
potty training. I want to be a big girl. You can do it yourself. Yeah, okay, Jake, negotiate. He wrote a thesis on potty training before we got him trained. <laughs> Gino, he was cheap. He went for a pair of cowboy boots. He sold out. And Johnny, I don't know if he's potty trained yet. He's in India right now. <laughs> Having fun, big smile. Relationships. You don't want to fry down your children. You don't want to look at your kids and your wife or your husband always with, you know, trying to find the flaw. The flaw is the easiest thing to find in one another. We're broken. We're fragile. You want to find flaw in me? Come. I can tell you more than anyone else can. And people have got a good list on me. But I can find a few more that no one knows. A few other boogeymen in my memories. There's something about affirmation and love that allows us to change and to grow. What we look for is what we're going to find. The message paraphrase says it this way, the one who seeks good finds delight. The student of evil becomes evil. You start looking for evil in everybody pretty soon, guess what? They're not wearing it, you're wearing it. Psychologists have studied and they found out that we humans have a negativity bias. Negative hard things weigh more in our mind and memories than positive experiences. Have you ever seen Yelp reviews? You know, you see Yelp review on, on, on a, a restaurant. Wow, super food, great service, loved it, five stars. <laughs> but what about the negative one? The one-star review, it's two pages. And, and if you really want to have fun, let me just tell you this. If you want to split a gut and laughter, go on to Amazon and read the gummy bear, Herbo gummy bears sugar-free. It is the most outrageous as people talk about, you know, intestinal torpedoes going off in their stomach, being in a bathroom for hours on end. <laughs> I'm not trying to get a, a critical spirit going in you, but this is just plain humor. And I see Haribo, and they don't have those sugar-free ones out there anymore. It's like sugar. Because <laughs> there's certain thing in the sugar-free things that just cause people's, you know, bowels to explode. <laughs> and so the, all of these, but have you ever noticed that reviews on products, it's the, it's the ones that have impacted people negatively. They're huge. Then the ones that are positive, it's like thumbs up, great experience. Why? Because, see, we have that bias towards the negative. Negative experiences are more vivid in our minds. We put, uh, we tend to put more weight on the negative things that happen in our lives. A psychologist said our brains are like Velcro for bad experiences and Teflon for good experiences. You, you go through bad things, they just stick. How many of you ever use Velcro? I love Velcro. You know, who wants to tie their shoes if you can Velcro them, you know? Flop, done, let's go. But Teflon is great for having your eggs and things you're cooking not stick to your pan. I love Teflon for, you know, coating pans and for not allowing things I'm that I need removed to not stick. But I don't want someone's good to just slip by me like, like Teflon, and yet everything they do wrong, it's like, it's Velcroed to my brain and my memories. 
my experience, my emotions. It's easy to underestimate how much good comes from a relationship and overestimate the bad that comes out of a relationship. You see more of what you search for. This is why at Joy, one of our commitments is that in premarital counseling, and we get a lot of criticism for it. Hello, a lot of people have Velcro concerning our courting policy. Not the people that went through it and have these great marriages, but all the people that just go, it sounds like work. It is work. Do you know why? Because it's a lot better to do a little bit of work and make sure you're called together than the pain of going through the divorce, having your heart stomped on, and in two years of recovery before you can even begin to encounter a non-rebound you know, relationship. So I'm, I, I tell people this. If you're only looking at being married for six months, then six minutes of training will help you. If you're looking at 60 years of marriage, then up to six months of training is not too much to ask. It's all in how much that you are willing to invest. Why do we take that time? Because we know that humans have biases and that some in a marriage, oftentimes one emerges as the critic criticizing everything. The eggs are, are underdone. The eggs are too done. The eggs are too medium. Wow, you broke the yolk. You didn't break the yolk. Why would you think about breaking the yolk? What's wrong with you? You should have known that I wanted oatmeal today and not eggs. Hello? I'd like to say I'm talking about folk up in Douglas County, but I think I'm preaching in Medford, and I'm talking about people that come into church with all the same Christian smile, but the way we respond behind closed doors can be completely different. I was flown with Pastor Jess Strickland, Jerusalem's dad. I was flown to a city in Mexico, a major city in Mexico, to help a meltdown. And he and I knew we were not going to save this one. Because the kids sat on the couch and they said, we are glad that mom is throwing dad out and divorcing him because he went to church and he preached the love of Jesus, but he never lived it at home. I want to tell you something. It's a compliment if your kids can say you're the same angel or demon all the time. Don't be a phony. I'm a curmudgeon. I'm old. I'm like Pete Miller. We look grumpy. We're not as grumpy as we look. Sometimes we are. You guess which one. <laughs> but I want to be consistent. Hello? Oh, I just love my wife. Oh, I love her. And then she gets in the car. And she... <laughs> That's why we take the time to say, hey, let's take it and slow it down. Get, get your jet pack off, Gertrude. We need to train you a little bit. Make sure that you two, when you're going to go hurtling into that, to the, to the pastor and you get married and now you leave and, 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 and you got the beautiful white dress on and we're all happy and we're excited. We don't know what goes on when your door closes. That can be heaven behind those closed doors or it can be the entryway to hell. Heaven or marriage is heaven, or marriage is hell. Being a child is heaven or hell. Depend on the affirmation and the love and the gratefulness that's shown to you or lack therein. 
That's why we like to just say, hey, take your time because your life means so much to us, you know. We want to help you because you're going to find what you search for. In fact, your brain will try to help you. It helps you remember habits. If you habitually are looking for negative in people, it will, it will trigger the negative and you'll quick, quickly see it. It'll spot up everywhere. Your brain helps you find whatever you're focused on. If you're looking for the negative, you're looking for that person to be rude, that's all you'll see. You'll see more of the negative if that's what you're looking for. The danger isn't just what you'll see when you look for it, but who you will become when you look for it. Proverbs 11:27 in the message says that when you search for evil, uh, you're becoming a student of evil, and you'll become evil. Huh? I found that people that, that oftentimes are prone to immorality, they marry someone and they're suspicious all the time. You know, if, if, if my mind's adulterous and, 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 and you know, and, and roaming eye and, and all that, then all of a sudden, and I'm, I'm wanting to know, my wife, she's, she's obviously feeling the same way. Then, no. no. <laughs> a lot of times when someone comes up and they've got heavy accusations against other people, I know, don't just look at the person you're accusing, look at them. Because our mind is filled with the evil we're trying to find in others. Now, there are times that people do some really corny things. I'm not saying that everybody's innocent, but I'm just trying to say that I should not have a predisposition just towards certain things that I'm looking for or wanting to project into people around me. It's very interesting about how your mind helps you. Remember when you, uh, when you bought a certain type of a car? Maybe it was, you know, you'd never driven a, a foreign car, automobile, and you'd always been a Ford, Chevy, Dodge person, and all of a sudden you get a Nissan Sentra. And so you're driving up and down the road, and you're going, man, everybody's driving these. Well, it isn't that everyone suddenly bought one. It's that now your eyes are really geared to see that. In the end, we're going to find what we look for. You will become characterized by what you are preoccupied with. That's why we choose the tool of gratitude. Gratitude will do this. It will coat you with Velcro when the negative comes, or excuse me, it will coat you with Teflon when negative comes at you. How many of you know that, that, that this week coming up, there'll be some negative? How do you know? Because I'm going to find a way to pick on you, so I know it's coming. No, no. How many of you know that if you live in a typical week, there's going to be something negative? You got a business, and a guy said he was going to pay his account. He, he suddenly, the bookkeeper died. <laughs> the mail system shut down, and you don't get the check. Now, all of a sudden, you can go, Teflon, negative. My wife was mad at me, negative. There's going to be negative that hits you. But positive people go, no sweat. Okay? I might have to tell this person I can't provide the service anymore until they catch up on their payment. But don't, don't split a liver over the whole thing. And, you know, like, I remember it in, in my history with Kim, a, a negative that she did. In fact, it was 2 o'clock this morning. I want to confess Kim's faults one to another that I may be healed. She is smart. 
<laughs> just end there. She's smart. And I'm just on for the ride. She gets up sometimes at night. And she sets with her iPad. And so at 2 this morning, with the time change and all, at 2 in the morning she woke up. And she's typing. At 2 in the morning I want to describe what I'm doing. I'm not praying for you. I'm not interceding. I'm not having nightmares. I'm not having dreams. I'm like, and all of a sudden I hear, ruff, ruff. that wasn't Kim. That was Marco. Because he has a rule of thumb. When anybody is doing something active, he wants to play or pee. Or both, pee and then play. So I'm laying in bed and I'm going, hmm. Felt like Billy Goat Gruff under the bridge. What's going on? And I hear Kim's little fingers. And it's not fair that ladies can type that fast. She's filling out her divorce papers, I think. <laughs> and the dog. And I'm thinking, oh no, she, she, God, rapture, Marco, take him away. <laughs> so, so I'm playing this little head game. This is the potential Velcro event. And I thought, no, she's innocent. I got up, I'm in my Kirkland underwear. I'm going down three flights of stairs with the dog. He's got his Kirkland underwear on too. And I let him out and then he runs in the neighborhood and I hope he peed. He could be saving that for the carpet right now. He comes back and so I go up the stairs. And as I'm laying down, she, Kim goes, I could have done that. <laughs> Rip. It's a good thing I studied this message last night, right? Rip. Teflon. Where am I going with this? I'm crazy about her. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just crazy. With Kim and about her. Some people let little things like that just, just bug them. Why? Because I've got a little thing I do. If I minister to her in the morning, bring her daddy tea, love her, she's ministering to me for like 18 hours more. How can I lose? So in the morning, I go down the stairs when I'm less grumpy, and I make her daddy tea, and I make myself a cup of coffee, and she feels like a queen, and she gets her hair fixed, and puts her face on, and, and does all that cool stuff. And from then on, guess what? My life is just a glide. If you're narcissistic, you only see people through the eyes of how they serve you. 
You're so caught up with yourself and how lucky everybody else is to have you that everything bothers you. In good relationships, there's a five to one ratio in good relationships. You say five positive things for every one negative. This is what, where they've tested. Psychologists say we can tell a marriage that will not make it. Let us be around this couple and hear them talk like they do normally. They can tell that a marriage will not survive when, it, when, when it's like the average for situations in a divorce where it's eight negatives per one. Eight criticisms, eight jabs, eight put-downs. I have to say this about, about Kim. I don't see her ever purpose to do one put-down. And I work at being affirmational. How? Jerusha, that spoke at the thing. I've known her dad all of Jerusha's life. I'll call Jess. He'll answer the phone. Jess Strickland, you good-looking thing. How are you? Now, think about getting a call from someone and they call you a good-looking thing instead of like maggot. I call my friend in Albuquerque, Steve Williams. He'll answer, Steve Williams, you good-looking thing. And I've got nearly everybody's phone number in my, in my smartphone. So when you ring me, I, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. Kyle Lambert, you handsome hunk. How are you doing? Now, I'm straight. <laughs> but there's just something about when someone is predisposed to say, I like you, I love you. Maybe you're calling me that you're working through a problem. That's okay. But why don't we start it on a platform of affirmation? Does everything have to start with, you know, hey, I've got a bone to pick with you, pal. Really? Ratchet the tension up. We've got to get our emotional needs met by Jesus and that relationship long before we invoice our mate. Well, I, you know, my mate's got a lot of problems. Really, D does he or she? The Bible kind of tells us we all have lots of problems. And maybe if I found peace with Jesus, I'd have less criticism from my mate. And I would remember Teflon, Teflon, Teflon. I'm glad that she's that smart. I'm glad Kim's typing it too because I just wake up every week and go, and I ask her and Natalie, what am I doing this week and what should my attitude be? She keeps me organized. And so she does it, because when her brain wakes up, she's ready to go, and the dog's right with her. Anyway, I've got to end this. Love covers a multitude of sins, the Bible says. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Gratitude, as we stated, coats us with Teflon, when negative is coming at us, but it, gratitude will coat you with Velcro concerning good. The Bible always tells us, remember, remember how I took you through the Red Sea. Remember how I fed you all those years in the wilderness. 
and you didn't lack, and your shoes didn't wear out, and your clothing didn't wear out, but I caused you to hunger and, and be humble, that you might know that God does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God's words to us and his promises are positive. They're yes and amen to those that believe. I want to be that kind of guy. I want to look like my dad. I want to look like Father God. Every battle that we go through, we're going to go through it. We're going to quote the other part of the scripture, and this came to pass. Doesn't come to stay. Therefore, I'm not going to set up with a bunch of harping and chipping and negativity. I want to win the game, and this game is won in relationships with God, with my friends, with my wife, with my children, with my elders, with the church, and churches in our valley. I want to speak well, because I believe that God's doing a great thing. He's doing it all over our valley. He's doing it in the earth. He's doing it in my family. He's doing it into your family. Therefore, we don't want to be the Proverbs 14.1 woman. It said the wise woman builds her house, but the, other, but the unwise woman, the foolish woman, tears it down with her hands. Kim and I came into this valley. We didn't have anything. But God has been gracious. But one thing we did have was love for one another. And we came to battle in the name of the Lord with words the words of scripture and the words of commitment and love. Let's all stand together. Wow. <laughs> we need to look for, for ways that we can show our gratitude to one another. How many of you know that <laughs> You can go get a large anything at McDonald's for a buck. If you got an old guy you want to take to coffee, you can, get, you, can, you can take care of me for 80 cents, the senior discount. Wouldn't it be cool just to grab someone in the church sometime or someone in your neighborhood and say, hey, you know, you just loaned me your rototiller and, and I don't have a lot of money, but I, I, let's go down to McDonald's. And man, I'm going to get you all you can drink. There's something about just being with someone. In fact, the studies have shown the number one gift want that people want is you. They just want you. They want you. If you're talking to them, they don't want you and the iPhone. When we're in conversation, turn the iPhone upside down and give someone all you are. Your mate. I look at Kim day after day, even today, after all she did, and I go, thank you, Lord. I'm a very blessed man that I have a partner that we love each other probably more than on our wedding day because we've learned to love each other through experience. I know her commitment to God. I know her commitment to me children. I love my children more than the day they were born because there's value added. I love this congregation more because there's value added. I've seen what God's done in your life. How many of you say, this is a good word for me. 
I really want to, I want to work on that positive gratitude. Life's going to have problems, Christian. Coming to Christ doesn't mean you have an absence of problems. It means you just have an overcoming Savior that lives in you. You're going to win. But it takes faith and patience and positive words. One of the first things we need to do to get that complete positivity in our life is have peace with God. The Bible tells us that God has done everything he could do to join mankind. Made the earth, put us upon it, gave us the breath of life. Man sinned and violated the holiness of God, but he didn't give up. Through the ages, he's been working salvation into mankind and made a way that we can be in relationship with him again. The latest greatest was he sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to walk perfectly in front of us, to be crucified and die and be in the earth for three days and rise again from the grave. Over 500 people saw Jesus after he had risen from the dead. And those of you who have received Jesus, you, you know he lives because <laughs> he inhabited you. How difficult is it to become a Christian? The payment is made and paid completely by God. There's nothing that you can do to get Jesus to come and die on the cross. He already did it. There's nothing that you can do to raise him from the dead. He, he has already done it. But what you can do is believe and you can tell him, Lord, I want to be born of you. I was born under Adam. I want to be born of God. I want to receive you. Take away my sins. Make me new on the inside. That's what the Bible says, that if you'll call on his name, he'll take away your sins. He'll make you new on the inside. Then he gives you of his Holy Spirit to, to guide you. Maybe a lot of craziness you got involved in was because no one really kind of restrained you, no one coached you, no one loved you. Well, let me just say this. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, into your body, into your mind, you have a counselor there to help you be the good person. You can't be the good person and then get saved. No, you must be born of God and then it becomes your nature to be good. Many people look at Christians and go, man, they're goody two-shoes. Well, no, we're trying, we're dumb. I make lots of dumb mistakes, but one thing I never make a mistake about is I know where my help comes from. It's from God, right? If you're here today and you say, man, I'd like to join God, just step out of your chair. Maybe you brought a friend and, and, and you're just asking him, is today that day? Is that this the day that you want to receive the Lord? And come on down. We want to pray with you and receive Jesus with you. We don't do it to embarrass you. Um, we all pray and invite Jesus in. How many have invited Jesus in at least 100 times since we've been doing this? Yeah, we invite Jesus in. And he's still there. He didn't leave. He didn't go on vacation. But we do it because it refreshes us to know, hey, this is how it starts. It starts with us accessing what God already gave. He gave us eternal life and it's activated when we call on his name. If you're maybe intimidated to make this step today, wherever you're at, whether it's on the job, whether it's in your house, whether it's whether you're hiking or anywhere you may be driving, when you call on the name of the Lord, he'll come in and he'll make you a new person. He'll take away your sins and make you new on the inside. Now the rest of us, how many of you say that, that you would like to get up to the 5-1 ratio, maybe the 8-1 ratio positive? 
and you look at your mate, you look at your children, you look at your coworkers, and you don't want to be the person that's just the downer. I don't want to hang around that person. All they do is they talk bad and negative about everybody and about the government and about everything. And, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that when people call me, Steve Williams, how are you, you good-looking thing? And have my friend from Albuquerque tell me, how much do I need to pay you for that lie? I want to be a positive person. I want my kids to always love vacation at my house because it's so positive. Amen. How many of you say, I want to join in that? Let's get our hands up. Pray this aloud with me. Dear Father, help me, Lord, to focus on what you've done. You're a good God. You bring good things into my life. Lord, I know that in this earth, there's going to be rough times, some road rash, some things that are uncomfortable in our relationships. Help me, Lord, not to be a quitter, not to throw away good relationships because there's some adjustment. Help me, Lord, to be one who speaks well. Lord, I want to be a five to one. Five positives for every adjustment. Not eight to one negative. Help me, Lord. Help me to gain your nature. Help me to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. And today, Lord, it's gratitude I ask for. Help me to be grateful. Help me to be thankful. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.